0: It's a new day in the workroom for all of our sissy that poddians? Sissy friends. Sissy friends. Yeah. All of our sissy sissy friends. Uh, I was trying to think like, you know, what what our our fan armies names would be, you know.
1: Part Um, of me also thinks fan armies are are so 2010s. They are, but look, hey, you know. Like, I don't hear anyone calling themselves like an Olivia Nader. Or you know, uh, Rodrigo Iight, like I think Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo fans are like, we don't need a name, thank you very much.
0: Um, that's true, they're too cool. But hey, are we?
1: No. <laughs> 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 right, so this on this episode of the workroom, uh, we'll be doing our Meet the Queens for All Stars seven, aka the all winner season. Um and this chat will go out in the main feed, like, closest to the time, but we're sharing it with you guys now our thoughts, because I'm very excited to talk about it. And then we'll be covering the fourth episode of Drag Race España. Yeah, so that's what we'll be doing today. You've had a busy media week, though, before we get into anything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very different tone set from the tone mm. you get here in Sissy.pod. Work James was was out quite a bit. Um, yeah. Very difficult week, I think. And I, I think, actually, you know, people, people come to Drag Race particularly people from outside of the queer community because they want that release they're looking for fun oftentimes they're 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 trying they're you know kind of it's it's something that can help distract from the hardships that are going on in your own life or if you're you know just need some like a, a an outlet for 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 relaxation or fun and I think that like as it is so embedded within the queer community particularly if you're maybe not from within the queer community it's a good you know, uh, idea to reflect on 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 the community that is giving you this entertainment, what they need as well. And I suppose with the the um the murders in Sligo and the assault in 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 Dublin uh, last week, I. From my LGBT Ireland point of view, was I was a good bit talking about the need for hate crime, talking about the need to support marginalised people within the LGBT community, talking about the fact that supports are there, and also that there is this sort of you know slight rise going on in terms of of of, of incidences of of homophobia. And I was really quite honoured to be asked to speak at the the vigil uh, on Friday outside outside the doll. It was it was a very very moving thing to be part of. But I think to to our listeners, I think I would recommend that if you are a queer person and, and you've found yourself kind of struggling with with anything that you've seen coming up uh, here or around the world and as well to make sure you're reaching out for that support and if you are a um a wonderful ally who's just here because you love drag so much perhaps educate yourself a bit on what's going on educate yourself a little bit on the the struggles that are faced by gay by trans people um and and maybe consider kind of seeing how you could support a, a local organization or 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 uh, or national organization, whatever organization you mm-hmm. feel like supporting.
1: Yeah, like I, I cycled into town on Saturday because um, I was going out in in Street Sixty Six, the local bar here in Dublin, or one of them. Um, and I p- pulled up on my bike, and as I've shared with you before, I I like to play some pop girlies on my speaker as I cycle. Um, and I pulled in, and I could just hear behind me there was a really loud group of. Rumbunctious lads, and I just for the first time in a long time, I actually felt a bit on edge, and I, I like directly correlate that to everything that's going on and like all the conversations that were going on. Because like even in stark comparison to the murder of Ashling Murphy earlier on in the year, I didn't feel that level of edge because I guess it, the conversation weren't about people like me. But when it was, and I was remembered of how we are a threat as well, I did actually start to feel a bit nervous, really, really briefly as well. So. Yeah, like it can spill over in a lot of ways. Um, whenever something like this happens, whenever there's someone gets assaulted like that,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I, I do think as well, like the, like you know, remembering Ashley Murphy in this as well uh, is really important because obviously there are lots of like, marginal. I know women aren't technically a marginalized community, mm. but the, the you know women are overwhelmingly victims of of of, of physical crime and and physical abuse. Uh, and and hate crimes as well. So I do think that kind of like we're all part of this thing, and that there's you know we all need to come together to support each other. I think it's very yeah. important.
1: Yeah. And if you, you if you couldn't make it to a vigil, like there's all, you can always donate as well if that's something that's interested you. If you feel you would like to contribute in another way, yeah, these are always options. Yeah,
0: the LGBT Ireland is. Um, is running a fundraiser along with All Out which is a sort of a pan-European organisation that looks at sort of inclusion for LGBTQ people uh, and it's looking to kind of to, to, the funds that are raised through that will be used to confront hate crime across the board and uh, hopefully try and push a bit more for faster uptake on that, that hate crime legislation.
1: And in the interest of balance, because they are your employer, there's also Belong To and Tenny and there's other queer organisations yeah, in Ireland exactly. if you'd like to support too. <laughs> Sligo Pride, yes. etc. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> right, let's get into All Star 7, something that, uh, you know, changed the tone a bit and something we we're excited to talk about. It dropped on Wednesday. Shaker the first one in. What do you think?
0: Okay, well, I'm going to start this off by, like, going to before anyone walked into the workroom. And I know yeah. that we swim in... Maybe slightly more spoiler-polluted waters than a lot of people. But, like, I just am, like, I've decided that I am going to proactively distance myself from spoilers when it comes to, like, casting of these things. Because the same with UK versus the world, I knew from maybe, like, Pride of last year, who was, like, who who were the rumoured queens to be on this. And I just kind of was like, I saw a couple of reaction videos and I saw a couple of like reactions online from people who obviously had had no idea that this was actually coming, had no mm-hmm. ideas that this was going to be kind of, a you know, who the cast were going to be. And like the excitement was really palpable. And it was such an exciting thing to see. And it was amazing to see so many amazing people back in the workroom. And I was just like, you know what, James, you've done this to yourself by like by being too like up-to-date on the, like, kind of non-spoilery spoilers. You Mm. know what I mean? Like, I don't look at the stuff, like, who's going to go home or of that kind of stuff. But, like, you know, I think I'd rather to have had this just drop on Wednesday and for me to be able to be like, oh, my God, I wonder who's going to be on it. Because that would have added massive levels of excitement to seeing Shea Coulee back into the workroom Uh, you know one of the best queens I think one of the like most accomplished and like put together queens that we've ever had on Drag Race back in the competition just missed out on that season 9 win because of like the the Rose Gate came back did a stellar job throughout like was really like probably the only like the jewel in the crown of a quite underwhelming all stars season the COVID all stars 5 season so very excited to see her back and competing against some queens that I think will give like excellent competition
1: yeah it's funny you say that like I I actually sometimes feel in, in all stars terms I like that I knew the lineup ahead of time I have actually decided I'm going to stop because you know we used to say we used to, I used to try delve into the spoilers to try work out what episodes were on when in order for us to get a good guest to book them for that, I'm actually thinking I'm going to try avoid that in future because I end up stumbling upon the occasional spoiler there, and it does ruin the fun. But in terms of the lineups, I actually am glad I knew this one in ahead of time because I watched it. I was still so excited to watch it. I was like, "Oh my god, this feels real! I get to see them all again." But I think if I was watching it, I think I would be like pleased that there be a bob the drag queen or something and i think i would have ultimately been disappointed whereas at least now i'm at peace with who the cast was going to be and i had this whole new renewed excitement around actually seeing them back and seeing them all together and seeing them all interact
0: no i i do i actually get what you mean there in that like there there certainly are like a lot of winners that i would have liked to you know that i think that in isolation without a knowledge of like who this is going to be or who without without The pre-spoiling, I guess you could be like, oh my God, I'm really excited to see this person, I'm really excited to see that person. But like, you know, even without like directly looking at who's going to be on it, you know you're not getting a Bob because they've been very vocal about not going on it. You know you're not getting a Bianca. You know you're definitely not getting a Tyra. You know it is highly unlikely you're getting a Sharon. So... You know, you kind of have an idea of who are the ones that you are and like as well, because you know that these things are filmed like a good bit out, you know that anyone who was a winner within the last year, so a lot of the international winners probably not going so you kind of are thinking, right, well I know I'm picking from like pre twenty one Queens and mm. I know that those ones are But no, I do know what you mean. Um but even so still no, I was I was jealous of all those people seeing this for the first time and being gooped and gagged.
1: Or keen cynical corner we're pretending to be good to get it, so. <laughs> uh yeah so Shay walks in i think you and i both refer to shay as sort of like top class queen can do everything well um you know is instant winner written all over them and yeah like i still think she like for me straight away i think this is going to be a shay and jinx top two
0: I, I have Shea, Jinx, and Monet are, are my my three for the for this. Okay, I think that that is just how it's gonna go, and I think that, like, I, if I like, you know, I have a very clear idea of what way it's gonna go, just based on kind of where I think the queens fall. But I think top three is gonna be is is gonna be Shay, Monet, and Jinx. Like, and that is just in my mind, and that would feel right to me as well.
1: Yeah, like I suppose in theory, Shay is the most recent winner of the batch. Because she's in All Stars Five, even though Jada is like the most recent person to have appeared on the show. Mm-hmm. um but, but I'm sure she has lots of money. Like they're very, very successful. So, like, yeah, like even just thinking about all the challenges, I guess stand up is the only thing that they didn't particularly do overly well in All Stars Five. But like, yeah, it's gonna be hard to see how they're gonna be here.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember who they did. So they did an excellent Naomi for for Snatch Game in season nine. Mm. They did uh, Flavor Flav. very good Flavor Flav in All Stars four. So they have like they have the comedy chops. There they did some very fun little skits in um in, in in season nine. See season nine was like season nine was a real high point for, this, mm. for the show as well. Like it really like the best of the best in terms of queens and like really excellent challenges as well. Whereas yeah. All Stars five. Was a bit muddled so mm. that I, I like i can barely like with the exception of the snatch game that amazing pink gown that Shay wore and the like really awkward uh, this is love or we, i'm in love music video they had to do mm. like i don't remember much more from that season so i'm not 100 like coming from season and it was interesting because i noticed that In the talking head bits, when they were like introducing the queens that were coming in, they were focusing on the season that they had won. So they didn't show anything from season nine within Shay's kind of like clip package. And it it kind of made me think like, Shay, a lot of the affection I have for you and a lot of the like, oh my God, like you are a winner. You are, comes from like what I remember from season nine, more so even than All Stars 5.
1: Hmm, interesting. Like I think... Like I think she won easily I guess Like There was that pink gown There was also Do you remember the red gown She wore at the stand up That she was like I'm not going to do too well this, Oh she wore yeah this The fantastic gorgeous kind red of gown.
0: Prom dress
1: Yeah She also did the pole dancing For the talent show And then she won Snatch Game with Flavor Flav as well She beat Jujubee Even though mm-hmm. Jujubee Had the more iconic meme Out of the whole Snatch Game yeah. So uh, And I always remember Her lip sync Against Lisa Edwards To The Neutron Dance By Sister Sledge Which I loved as well But yeah I think she had b- bigger competition in season nine and therefore got to sort of show more grit. Whereas I think she, you can only be as good as the challenge will let you. And there was some dodgy challenges. What the RuPaul hometown cookout, that was one. Oh, or God. the the TMZ challenge was awful or where they had to design a room. Like, But ba- yeah. So like no one came out of that well that season really. Second in was Jada. Again, looking so well. I, first of all, I love the... the that orange on, on Shay. And then I thought Jada looked fantastic as well. Jada's probably the one I uh, I know the least for this season.
0: Yes, I agree with you because I think that like obviously the entire, like the season 12 girls were like really, I remember when we were covering it, like it really was the kind of like the season that everything went wrong because mm. it was a super strong cast and i think that jada got like jada was an undoubtedly an excellent queen and like deserved winner but she was overshadowed in terms of like personality by the likes of like what crystal method and Gigi good and you know and then also there was all that drama about you know the other individual we don't need Mm -hmm. to talk about um so I do feel like she like that it is kind of walking in a little bit sort of a- as someone that I that I don't know very well and I do think that like when season 13 came back around I think that like there was something looking back now on season 13 I think the cast in season 13 was really stacked with like people who are kind of you know very 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 memorable and I just feel like she kind of got like I think that the top 3 of season 13 that like or 4 was it top 4 of season 14 that like did mm. the, the lucky video like they sort of steamrolled the top four of of season 12 in a way and like obviously they had the covid closing ceremony as well so i would feel like jada in a way to me walking in feels like she's almost coming back to do her first real season because it's the first one of like a real finale potentially
1: that's interesting because i would say season 12 as the strongest american season that we've covered of the three of them. I think in terms of like just the characters. Like even down to. Rock M. is Somebody I always like seeing on my screen. Heidi and closet. Jackie Cox. You know. Nicky Doll's going to be the head of France. Like. I just think the whole cast had. Kind of like season nine. So many iconic characters. Even who were somewhat early outs. That I d- don't have any affection for. In, in the same light of season 13. Like I don't think of Tamisha Man anymore. Olivia Lux I don't particularly think of Denali was good but I have sort of forgotten about her so uh, what about you, I, I do think she yeah I know I like you I didn't say you for a reason because I do think well
0: no uh, I think I think in terms of the top four I think you are right like I think that throughout the season you had like season 12 obviously Jan Heidi hmm. as you said Jackie Cox like you had all these big characters who I think kind of like took up all the air in the room throughout the season so you didn't really get a chance to know jada until yeah. like the very very latter part of the season and then when you would have got that opportunity to really let her shine which would have been on the massive produced kind of live finale you ended up with this really awkward zoom in thing so mm-hmm. i think that she lost her opportunity to make a big impression yeah because like i don't feel like she managed to like i don't feel like she managed to kind of i suppose break through some of the other characters that were there in season in season um in season 12, whereas what I was saying about season 13 is like the top four, I think the top four in season 13 are much more memorable than the top four on season 12. Even
1: your, even your gal Crystal, even Miguel
0: Crystal, even Miguel Crystal. I do, I do love Crystal Method, but I just think like, like, got has to be one of the most got Mick Candy Muse, got Candy Muse, and Simone. And like, I mean, I, I do, I don't want to dismiss Rose, there's no dismissing Rose there, but mm. like, the three of them are three of the most iconic people we've had on Drag Race. Okay Collectively Um, Over the last however many years
1: I I see what you're going for I I think another thing with Jada And it's kind of what you're getting to Is Her win was kind of like A Trixie Mattel win In a way Which was like Okay well Sherry Pie Was supposed to win And then she got cancelled And then Gigi Well We don't know this but And I actually don't believe this But it, it was accused that Gigi was supposed to win but then after the murder of George Floyd and the huge Black Lives Matter people started saying Jada only won because she's black I personally don't think that's true like with Monet but it kind of added more discredit to her win once again not only was it over Zoom and everything so it's kind of like the win is undermined from the go so I'm really happy she's here to show that she deserves to win because yeah. I was Team Jada I remember at the time and I think she definitely showed in the season that she deserved to win I think she's a fierce all-rounder she can like dance. She can. She wasn't great at comedy, I don't think, but she did a decent snatch game. She can sew. The beat's amazing. So like, she has everything it takes to do really well. And, yeah, like, I I I'd, I'd agree. So the person I'm least looking forward to the whole cast is up next. Evie Oddly, winner of season eleven, and I find my my reaction to this interesting because I was team Evie in season eleven, even though arguably Brooke should have won yeah. with three wins. Um. And it's just since then, and maybe it was how they came across as such a dud character in Vegas Review or something. But I've just found their output since the show. I've like haven't really seen it, haven't really engaged in it. Like not interesting, and I've kind of forgotten about them.
0: And we never got that single, the one that they were doing their burlesque dancing. Oh, yeah. for. <laughs> no, <laughs> I. I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I completely agree with you. Um, like, and I think it, like it doesn't like. Obviously, we've gotten to know Brooke now in a completely different capacity as the the judge on, on on Drag Race Canada, and you see like the the effortlessness with which she carries herself, the poise she has. You just really can see this like strength, and it, like I suppose it does come down to the fact that you see, obviously, the decision can get made on the night by basically having a a, an outstanding an outstanding look uh because that mirror faced thing was was amazing and I do like yeah it's unusual because I don't I just forget about her now like she kind of feels like she doesn't she does I I don't think of her when I think of the winners and I always and I kind of do would think of Brooke being more in in that in that place I, I am overly excited for her I didn't love season eleven. I find season eleven was a was a painful one to get through. Like the, like even thinking back in it now and kind of going, right, well we had the likes of like Nina West, but Nina West never really managed to like kind of maybe give what people had anticipated. Um and yeah, like Vanji was there, kind of carrying the season in a in, in a comedic way. But there was no one that I really was like overly invested in. And then when Evie came around to win, like she was the kind of the kooky queen. She was like the kind of in the model of like Sharon Needles. And we had a had, hadn't had a queen like that in quite a while. So yeah, I I don't know. I'm not overly. I I I would place her as an early out.
1: If there were people going, out that is true. <laughs> <laughs> look maybe she like she she gave some good you know self made drag with some good concepts like I always do enjoy her jellyfish look with the umbrella like I thought that was good and she had some interesting points of view so it'll be interesting how that can now go with a few more years experience yeah. and $100,000 what she's going to bring us on there yeah. but I think amongst this cast who have the reputation of having some of the best runways ever? I'm not sure, because that's no. her strength. I think there's other queens who have that strength, but it's a stronger strength than hers, and that's what she will. Uh,
0: yeah, no, I think that like if, if we're if we're looking at the the like the MBTI thing, like if if drag queens are assigned different like kind of levels of charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, like uniqueness is definitely the thing that she has. The 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 that's her like primary strength, but there are other queens here I think who are bringing that in a different stronger way, and I think who just have more interesting insights and can flex in other directions.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Trinity the Tuck is probably the second the the second last queen I'm I'm the most excited for. Again, I kind of felt she deserved to win season or all stars four. I thought she had uh like even though Naomi Smalls was on that season I thought she still had the best runways um, I was like she's such a polished queen she can kind of do everything but yes I find her hard to like and I know there's the whole She Devil by Night nice. drama as yeah. well and I don't know if they're going to get into that or not but uh, she's now also a trans will come out as trans as well so you know that, I'm happy for her and, and that might be addressed in this season too so yeah it's like it's for her it's kind of like seeing an ex that you're like oh I'm looking forward to seeing them again but I feel conflicted in my emotions towards them yeah,
0: yeah I would say that I am um, I would say that I am I'm not overly excited I, I, but I also kind of feel like as if I know they'll, they'll win me back around because I did think that like you know, they, they were very strong in season nine, they were a front runner in that season. I thought they had kind of a hard edge, they managed to soften it up coming back for their All-Stars. Um, I did think that they probably deserved the the kind of the outright win on that season. Um and, you know, based on their like run across the 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 entire set of challenges. And I did leave that season having an enormous amount of affection for them. But then I don't know, like, there has been something since, like, and even in this kind of like wh- when they were talking about it, they were like, Oh, you know, I don't need drag Race I've traveled the world. I've it's kind of a little bit, it's all a little bit sort of up- brash,
1: yeah, a bit up themselves, mm. <laughs> yeah, no, it is interesting, and again, if I think. Who's one of the best queens who's been on Drag Race? She doesn't come to my mind straight away, even though I could probably make the case that what she's given on the show is definitely up there. Um, so, yeah. But, like, in terms of the drag, it is, it is it's flawless. It's the character that's flawed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like a good Shakespearean play. <laughs> Speaking of somebody who I kind of feel is the opposite, like, mirror opposite of Trinity, is Monet Exchange, who I think on All Stars 4 had definitely elevated their drag was it as up to scratch with Naomi or um, Trinity's but like so lovable and even though she you know almost gave us a Manila moment like so great to see like love having her on our TV and then I think since that show seeing her in the pit stop and stuff and seeing the drag she's done after All Stars 4 is like oh she actually she actually does have drag on a winner's level now it's kind of come after the show no I
0: completely agree like i mean I think that she's you know has been on one of these upward trajectories where kind of like her her season ten appearance you could see the 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 like a diamond in the roof there and she came back from all stars and you know her her ride in all stars wasn't pristine there there was issues and there there was you know challenges she didn't do particularly well in, but she definitely like she won that last episode undoubtedly like her her like entire- and her drag since the show has absolutely elevated and like also I mean just like as a personable individual like they're one of the queens who you stop to listen to their interviews I like the sibling rivalry with Bob I think they're the sort of person who kind of you know just feels like a compelling person to be around or to watch and they're sort of like able to hold their audience so yeah, I, I'm very excited for them, and I, I think that like they're kind of one of those queens who all they really needed ever to do was like get the looks right, and they, they, they had the potential to do everything else.
1: I will say I'd like them to smash Smash Game out of the park, because we got a good Maya Angelou on season 10, and we got a bad Whitney Houston in All-Stars 4, so
0: yeah and i think that this like you know i think that kind of that, that could be the the thorn in the side of money exchange is maybe lacking that little bit of insight because i think even though all stars 4 was a number of years ago at this point we were already at the point where we understood that you know picking on like you know using someone's addiction or using someone's kind of using using someone's trauma to mock them was unacceptable and like I was surprised that someone who is such like an outspoken kind of advocate in so many ways would have chosen to kind of like go the way of sort of you know accessorizing their performance of Whitney as a a, a, in the kind of Bobby Brown very negative era so I like I I, I hope that like they've got a bit of insight and do something and give us something like positive and enjoyable where we can laugh
1: with rather than at yeah yeah I think so too I'm actually just looking at the cast now so Shea won All Stars five snatch game. Trinity won All Stars four snatch game. Jinx won season five snatch game, and the Vivian won UK season one. So we have four snatch game winners in this season, which I think is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. hopefully, would you rather it be a snatch game of love or a straight up snatch game?
0: Straight up. Give me, give me normal. Give me straight up snatch game. And I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm over snatch game. This. Yeah, I have said that. I. It needs. It needs to be retired. But I think in this capacity, because you have people who know how to improv, who understand what the concept is, who we proven track record of like like fun and I I yeah. I think straight up normal Snatch game. None of this like breaking it down.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Speaking of Snatch Game winners, Jinx Monsoon is up next. I think out of all the Queens, she is the most highly and you know, excited got the biggest reaction I think with the fans online to see her back in the workroom. Um yeah, and I don't really see how they're gonna trip her up, to be honest.
0: No, I, I, I think, like, it nor do they want to. You know, it's not even, yeah. like, she's walking in there and there. there's an idea that they might want to kind of, like, have a narrative of, like, someone who's, like, not proven... It. Like, she has been so creative, so interesting. The work she has done since uh, since she was on the show has been absolutely amazing. I think that she is going to... Like, I'm, I'm extremely excited. I'm most excited for her. She is the mm-hmm. queen that I'm most excited to see back in the workroom for this. And I think that, like... I, I I want her to just really, you know, excel across this competition.
1: Yeah. Now, there's part of me that wonders, like, will we root for her enough that when she's not being bullied openly on the show? You know, because part of her appeal is that she was the underdog and you had Relasco talks undervaluing her and picking on her and not appreciating what she was putting forward. And, you know, the, the audience like her and, and they root for her. So if she goes in there now as the top dog, will she become less relatable? Possibly. But I also think her drag output is so flawless. I, I mean, I, I'm not entirely sure how fashion she's going to be. But I think in terms of character, she'll be the yeah, best. Yeah,
0: I would. I I actually think that between, it'll be between her and the Vivian on this season's snatch game. Like, I think yeah. the two of them are the Queen's. Who I would be, who I would be most excited to see working against each other in that, because mm. I, I think that the Vivian is another one who's able to really embody a character in the way that Jinx mm-hmm. can, and I actually think that Jinx doesn't like. I think that like the the underdog na- narrative in the first season and in the, in season five is obviously very helpful to her, but I think she genuinely is just an incredibly likable person as well. Yeah. So I think that that is going to mean like you know she's going to have that congeniality. Mm. I
1: think so too. Raja is the seventh queen to walk into the run room. Run room? Into the run room. room. (laughs) Work room. And I loved what she was wearing, first of all. So I kind of feel like, are we back with the fashion? You know, Raja's the fashion queen of the season straight out the gates. I really like Raja. She's one of my favourite winners. I enjoy her on Photo Fashion Review. However, I feel she was really lucky on her season that the season three was so crafty and like so many design challenges I think there was two balls and a design challenge it was very fashion focused the way it worked out I think if they had been a different set of challenges I like think Manila prob- probably probably would have won um so I think Raja. I'm glad that no one's going home because I'd worry Raja would go home early enough. I think Raja will bring great runways. I'm not entirely sure how versatile she is in terms of like I know she's an okay snatch game, she's an okay stand up before. But I think there's a few challenges like talent shows and stuff. If they do them, musicals that she never had to do. So it'll be interestingly how she adapts to them. So I'm a bit concerned she's not going to slay the competition, but I think she'll slay the runways, and I think that'll be her her legacy.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that like that is 100 percent going to be the. The area she excels in, and it is like I suppose like she is like the Drag Race insider, and that she's been doing the fashion photo review for the last like decades, nearly at this point. You know, she so she understands exactly, and like because her critique, like she's been like offering critiques throughout the the competition on kind of like what the fashion needs to be, so she'll know what she needs to bring. She'll also know that she needs to be prepared for the tasks that maybe she isn't kind of naturally gifted in. So I think that she'll be, I, I can imagine her going in there either going in there, going in there well-prepared, but also probably not caring all that much. So kind of like, it's not like she's going in there to enjoy herself and to have fun. And that could be quite good. Yeah. Cause otherwise I would worry in the same way that like, I don't know how I would see her. Like I can not see her like drop kicking off a, off a box
1: no um, I mean she's what 47 now so yeah. like you, you wouldn't want her to be drop kicking off a box either no no you wouldn't <laughs> um, so yeah like I think she's a fantastic queen I 100% would pay to go see her if she was supporting Ireland I just don't know how good of a competition queen she is based on the competition these days
0: interesting fact fast fact fast fact one from James Raja was the first ever queen to come to Ireland under the dragged up moniker
1: fun there you go and that was like
0: about 12 years ago it was like the year she won so like okay i think it was Raja and willem were the were the first two
1: okay okay nice um fun yeah so excited to see her back i do really like her but i think she might struggle the vivian is the final queen to walk in which i think is a gag like i I imagine if i had been watching this and didn't know the lineup i think that would have been a gag because the kind of pretense was that it was just gonna be the us winners so i'm delighted we're getting an international flavor into the room I think the Vivian is going in there with a disadvantage in the fact that she'd have won no money on her season, whereas everyone else won 100 grand. So she's yeah. definitely out of pocket going in. But I don't think she's out of pocket in terms of talent. Like, she's a full-on all-rounder. We She could do comedy. She wasn't the best dancer, I think. So maybe a yeah. girl group challenge she'll struggle at. But, like, acting, comedy, snatch game, improv, all those things she'll have in the bag.
0: I think so. I, I do think as well, like, she is... Incredibly likable as, car- as a as a as 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 a queen, and I think that she's going to be. I I'm I'm really excited to see her there, and I I am also really excited for the potential of another version of this where you get like winners from other international franchises in there as well. Like I think that would be very exciting. Though now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, who would have strong enough English? And I don't really care about Ketamine anymore. So Priyanka, who knows? oh Priyanka, now there that. That's the one that that I'm waiting for.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you get you get we we'll, you can have like four US queens, and you'll have like Priyanka and Blue and Lawrence and the winner of Down Under season two.
0: Perfect, <laughs> Carmen
1: Ferrala after she's had an intensive uh, it, yeah. English class. Carmen <laughs> Ferrala
0: sponsored by Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I guess we've given you've given your top three. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be Shay and Jinx's to to win basically and then i'd love to see the vivian do well i'd love to see jada do well but i think it'll be either trinity or monet who will be in the top three in space with them
0: yeah I, i i have a feeling we're looking at my my feeling is we're going to get a i would like a jinx monet shay and um vivian top four top four Okay, but I, mean, but I mean that's half, like that's a that's half halfway. Point that's half the, the cast. There, so. Yeah.
1: So I guess we we don't know entirely what the format's going to be like, but I believe no one's going home and there's like a point system. And I don't know whether the point system guarantees you into the final or whether the point system is just like under, you know, you uh, can what, just choose from the lineup, you know, who'd, you know even if that number 1, you can just choose the top four, I don't know.
0: From what I've heard, it's that the points are like like that at, by at like week five if you like the top four point scorers move on and everyone else gets sent home oh like i think i think that's what it was so it's like when you get to the point like it is you're building up the points and then like that determines who's in the
1: okay let's move on to drag race España, an episode in which somebody probably didn't deserve to go home overall a very good episode of drag race espania it was a rusical it was the TV adaptation of Holy Camp, the the Haves musical. Um, yeah, do you want to just jump into the challenge? Is there anything you want to talk about pre-challenge? Um, Other than the fact I noticed that they really got the budget together for this. They seem to have a, uh, an audio coach, a dancing coach. Like they really true, true the book. No, at they're
0: it. they're definitely like there is the budget has been elevated. Like it is, you know. There, there's no question about it. No, but I don't think it, there really was anything in the... Like, I I thought it was interesting as a concept that they've taken, like, a, a, I think even during the Rusical Challenge, when we were chatting about it uh, for uh, season 14 a couple of weeks ago, we were saying, like, it would be better if they were just to take an actual existing... Or it was the, the UK versus the world one where it was all the differences. Like, take an existing one... Buy the rights to modify it and just like give us that. and that's essentially what they did this time. Is they took an existing musical that the Haves obviously have um ownership of, and they modified it for a drag race musical style, and I thought that worked really well because it was like, you know, it it didn't it it didn't need to just be a kind of like a two minute like a everyone getting like a forty five second kind of slot stand on stage and agency. Like, it actually told a story over the whole over the arc of it. It wasn't your kind of usual like you know, slapstick kind of like boo-ha-ha sort of like kind of thing. it actually was a proper story you were watching in some ways. So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a really interesting choice to make and one that I wish that they would make in the other ones like could you imagine like a musical version of Wicked or a musical version of The Lion King or you know a musical yeah. version I mean
1: they'd be very expensive a musical version of Michelle Visage's book The Diva Rules that they, <laughs> <laughs> they reenact <laughs> so that they have the rights to uh, but yeah it was worth. was interesting that there was so much time on stage where there was no singing which is not what you get because I feel in the US like it's a musical every second line has to be sung at least you know and that leaves very little room for character development whereas there was like full-on scenes of just dialogue in this, which it really helps tell the story.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Like they, they gave us a full-on, like a, they gave us a full-on plot line. You know, mm. like the the whole thing didn't hinge Worth. on a is there an anal option joke? Like it was. I know,
1: and <laughs> I love my musicals. Like I like my porn with a good plot. Yeah. <laughs> the only, the actually, the only thing I did want to discuss because I think we kind of skipped over it last week. Um, was the Marina and Jiriji beef, and the the ceasefire mm, kicked into place this that's episode? It, yeah, I couldn't work out what that was about.
0: Uh, now I haven't a clue. All I know is that Jiriji accused Marina of being gassy, and that Marina then seemed to come in and be like. I got nervous, and when you're nervous, you fart. I I didn't understand <laughs> what was going on there at all.
1: I don't know. Andriji was like, "You're intolerable, or you're insufferable, or something." I just like Marina didn't even seem to react to it. It just was like two stilted people having an argument. Like they were like, "I'm annoyed, but I'm also too tired to be bothered." Yeah, so.
0: I didn't really understand the whole that the, 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 I didn't understand that whole drama, and I didn't. I just couldn't bring myself to to kind of follow us because it did. It didn't seem to it like it felt like as if it was probably just people who were pissed off in the moment and then got kind of like catty at each other, but it actually had no foundation anywhere and it wasn't yeah. going anything. And that we just were showing it because it was like, Oh, raised voices. That's, and someone being accused of farting. I mean, that's, you know,
1: yeah, there's some taste, some, there's, there's a slight taste level with the edit of Spaggy that isn't to my taste necessarily. Like if you were the editor and you were given a cut to edit, and in the cut was like, "Oh, we want you to leave in where Diamante says that they want to be spit roasted by the Haves." Would you? Would you be like, uh, "No"? Yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you raise a question for that? Because no, I would.
0: It, it, it is like interesting. I suppose it also like I mean, you know, if we if we dive into some of the drama from the last couple of weeks with our season one sisters from from uh, mm. from from Drag Race to España, like I I I think that maybe like obviously what's viewed as being acceptable behavior is seen as different in, in different places and as different levels and when you're working living in a world where it's kind of global but also local so it's like you know some stuff seems like it feels like it's appropriate obviously in Spain but it's not like so what Dovima Nermi was coming for Asia and was like being extremely kind of like disrespectful about like Asia's skin, com- like skin conditions yeah. and it's like, complexion, complexion. Mm. and it's like that's absolutely not something that would be acceptable anywhere and then at the same time you've seen a lot of like fat jokes made on, on season, on, on España, you you see kind of like those fart jokes, you mean highly sexualizing jokes and it's kind of like you wouldn't get that on a UK or a US version, you just wouldn't get it. No,
1: I, like I think it's okay to say you think somebody's hot but I find I find it kind of uncomfortable even like unstrictly, and I don't think they do too much anymore but when like any of the female or Bruno or sometimes Craig would make about like oh your pecs looked great in that top I'm just like that's too specific. I think you can compliment saying someone is attractive but then like saying you want to be spit-roasted by two people who work with the work with the people who you're talking to, it's just, I found, is across the line. If you're talking about, like, Brad Pitt and George Clooney, that's, like, a step removed. It's kind of okay. But when they're in the world or in the TV show you're talking about, I just thought inappropriate.
0: Yes, I would agree. I Like, I just, it just kept me catching my surprise because it was extremely... Like, because, like, obviously... Usually, like drag race is full of innuendos. It's made of innuendos, and mm. like y- you get those innuendos, uh, and that's fine. But this wasn't an innuendo. It was just like fuck me. It was happy. an invitation. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Because like they I've actually They are both hot And actually this season I'm really warming to Ambrose With the glint in his eye And the cheeky smile So let's go through uh, The queens And we can discuss Their performance in the musical And then we can discuss Their their two in one runways as well Which I love I love that category So that it came in this episode As well was was very exciting So let's Let's kick off with Gerigi Dirk Clay Um, I actually thought She deserves to be In the top Now I guess the judge's critique, which she did look hesitant when she was performing, but I think that whole segment with charisma, uniqueness, servant talent would have been diabolical if they didn't have someone with her vocal range in it.
0: No, they absolutely needed someone who could sing the way she could sing, and like I think that like I got the impression that even though it wasn't outright said that the 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 Javies had understood what people's abilities were when they were placing them into roles, because even the way with Marina, they were like, "This is the part you're taking," and Marina obviously was a fantastic speaker, so it was like they 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 had cast they had pre-cast it and they knew that she could do that. But I think that kind of like th- this was a like it was a very difficult, like everyone did really well. So it was very difficult to know who was faltering. And I think that it was sort of distracting because you could kind of see Jurigi was like a little bit not in the scene to the same extent that other people were. So I did, like, I did pick up on that. Um, and I don't necessarily know that I loved her two-in-one look. Like I kind of felt a little bit like, do you remember when Alaska did the two-in-one reveal into Little Pancake? But it basically was just like, a big sort of black plastic bag and then boom hey look so it was more just like conceal it was a conceal reveal rather than like one look into another yeah so I it wasn't of,
1: two looks in one it was just a reveal or whatever yeah exactly
0: yeah. so i so i sort of felt like i could see why she did deserve but her lyric her her vocals were really good she looks amazing. is so beautiful. Mm. I'm really wa- drawn to her in her um, in her confessionals. So, like, really, you know, fair play to her. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I did. So I, really- I did agree that she. I I, I. I. In a very tough field, I did agree that she deserved to be in the in the, in the bottom.
1: Yeah, that's probably yeah, fair. I I I didn't see what they were saying. All right, there's something that's so magnetic towards her. I find there's a real sort of mysticism. I kind of feel like she's a siren on the rocks, and she just like lures sailors to their death, yeah. or whatever. Like she's just like eye catchingly gorgeous, yeah. um, which I think is really interesting. But nothing. Well, hopefully she'll be able to beat the look she last week. But compared this week, didn't hold a candle no, to last week's no, look. No. It was amazing. Onyx, um, I thought was disappointing in the challenge. I know there was a really difficult role that they had and was a bit out there, but whenever they stepped forward I didn't find them remarkable. And then again, this egg cocoon into Teal Alien, that's that's one look.
0: Yeah, no, I mean like also kind of we got two of them on the runway, um mm. with with the, the Kinder egg later on, um, giving everyone salmonella, but yeah. it was I <laughs> bad time to choose that reference yeah, there, I but um <laughs> yeah. I mean I think that like for that to be your role in the thing, um, I don't know. Like the the we've seen it now. Say in the season thirteen, the 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 social media musical, and in season fourteen, in the the Moulin Rouge. Uh, like there is that sort of interlude bit Or like the Black China moment Like that kind of person who just mm. appears from nowhere Has this couple of seconds And they can really steal the scene Willow did it Utica did it I felt And and obviously Shea kool did it And I feel like this was a moment Where Onyx could have had that But they didn't necessarily take it across The, 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 the threshold into like brilliant Because that And I also, like, didn't fully understand the reason for them. They were just kind of, like, a picture on the wall that was observing everything and kind of, like, narrating the story. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, if either of us had seen Holy Camp, it might have made a bit more sense about this picture that comes to life. But part of me was thinking that every time the camera cuts them, they should have a different facial expression. And I just felt they had the same... Quizzical facial expression on the whole time.
0: I felt as if they should have just had a L poster board of the hole in it, so that they could have had the full free reign to like, yeah. move wherever they wanted to, rather than having to hold their frame up. Like that was very awkward for them. And yeah, I to la- be fair, the-, the look I do have to say, like the the makeup was astonishing, and the look and like the mm. look in general, seeing it once the the reveal had been done, was completely like out of this world, beautiful, but just you know, based on what we'd seen before in the last couple of weeks, like, this was not at that level, and it also wasn't a reveal, as we said, it was a...
1: Yeah, it was good from the waist up, from the waist down you could just see the quadrants of the egg just swaying, around, they looked like like bin or not bin bags, sleeping bags or something, yeah. so I, I ruined the illusion for me a bit, so yeah, I didn't love it, and also, like, Miss Cracker did a similar look in season 5 coming out of her egg, and that was kind of more ornate than that, so, yeah... Didn't love Benita Bondash. Uh, she gave us nerve in the in the musical. And then the troll doll to the princess troll doll on the runway. I actually quite liked the runway, even though she said she thought she was going to be in the bottom for it. And she was middle of the road in the musical.
0: Yeah, I mean, she did a great look last week on the runway with the, the, the bodysuit thing. And, and I did think that she was fine all throughout the challenge like i think you could have made an argument for her being in the bottom based on this look because i thought the first one looked a bit cheap i liked the way the reveal like i loved the way she kept she had the like the 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 gem over the belly button which obviously is like a troll doll iconic uh, iconic troll doll behavior um but I was, yeah, not massively, kind of, I, I wasn't really overwhelmed. I didn't notice her in the episode. I think that's what it was. I didn't yeah. really notice her in the episode.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like, I think she managed to deliver those Whitney Houston lines a bit, you know, <clears throat> kookily, and that made her stand out yeah. a bit over like Hota, but that yeah, that was really it. Uh, speaking of Hota, she gave us that Botticelli Venus look and the slowest reveal on Drag Race history into... It was like car, Carmencita Polo, someone I don't know, which was like that blue sheer look with all the pearls. And then in the, in the um what it called? They were Charisma. Uh, this read to me as the weakest of the week across the board.
0: Yeah. I, I, and like the work, the look they had last week was actually really good as well. But uh, th- there always was something kind of crafty about what the, the looks that they've brought to the, the, the season. And I think that the, yeah, they didn't give enough time to appreciate the first look, and then it also was confusing as to what the first look was. Mm. And then the material that they made the second one out of looked like like I, I couldn't figure out what it was. But yeah, I wasn't massive. I I wasn't surprised. Like they were the, one of the ones that I was like, you're definitely in the bottom. Like they were. The, yeah, I was the only person that I was like, well, you're in the bottom.
1: I would put Onyx in there as well, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah. They're out of the two. I agree. I thought it was funny when Supreme was like, "You know, she took, she we didn't get to see the more detailed look uh, because she didn't give us time to see it." And then Supreme was just like, "Youthful error!" Yeah. <laughs> such a cutting read, <laughs> but true. Yeah. Someone who I actually kind of feel is unfair to be in this competition is Sharoon. Like, I just think she's head and shoulders amongst everybody else. She was my winner, personally, in this episode. I thought she just, like, embodied that character. I just didn't even feel like I was watching a TV show of a musical. I felt like I was watching a play. And then the runway, I thought was amazing, with the feathers and the phoenix. Like, she's world class.
0: Oh, no, completely. Like, that was astonishing. The 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 runway look, that reveal was just, like, that's what you want to reveal to be like it was mm. a like carnival it was beautiful it, like just everything about it and you are right like her her performance like her and australia's performance to them in it felt like as if they they could have been you know you know they they could be threading the boards of the gaiety <laughs> yeah. with uh with the rest <laughs> with of the, the cast t- of of death drop the
1: musical easily mm. any day yes yes absolutely yeah like yeah absolutely thespians through and through <laughs> Uh, yeah, just fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Drag set Lass, um was uniqueness in the musical and kind of had those funny like ad libs as well, which kind of, you know, added to the, the Whitney Houston of it all and then gave us. Well, like, probably my favourite sequence of reveals from the sort of baby to the communion to the bride to the negligee. And I just loved the look of the faces when they she revealed she had one last final look. Because she had thrown her bouquet and that kind of felt like the end of it, naturally. And then it was like, oh, one more. Let me slink away in this negligee. Uh, none of the looks were, like, jaw-dropping. But they were, you know, they executed the... The message well
0: yeah I, I liked the, I liked all of the the looks in a way that they kind of told a story it was mm. kind of like the story of womanhood uh, mm. but then also like had this tie into the religiosity which which Sethless has said is like a big part of like their influence as a drag performer um their performance in the, the they were in a similar category to Vendita to me and that like I didn't necessarily notice them in the challenge or the episodes they were kind of just like you know parked in the background mm. um um, and i yeah like I, the look was it was a, it was there was a couple of them who did like i think was it estrella did the three looks as well and i do think kind of like yeah you know taking the the note of oh a two and look two and one look oh i'm gonna do three i'm gonna do four i'm gonna do seven it's like no do two but do them really well you know what i mean like that would be my because i just think that like At the end of the day, if what you're ending up standing on stage in front of the people in is a look that's not really all that like, you know, nicely constructed or doesn't look luxurious or looks unfinished or looks a bit like you bought it in a Halloween shop, then that still is going to be the impression they're going to get. So I I was surprised that Estrella's look got as much love as it did.
1: Yeah, like I think of Juju P's All Stars Five reveal look, where she went from was it like witch into Easter Bunny into like Santa Claus? Oh, and it was just but like were,
0: she had a packet of those three like plastic masks and was like whoop. Like it was yeah. just like putting one out and it yeah, it was just weak. Weak sauce. Nice.
1: <laughs> it was foreshadowing for UK versus mm-hmm. the world, the quality of the runways. Um but I think she delivered it very well. So, yeah, I think, like, definitely deserved to be safe. Now, somebody in the main challenge who I was like, oh, maybe they're in trouble. And then every time I thought it, I actually looked at them again. I was like, oh, no, this is actually very good. was Diamante Mary Brown. um, Like, a really sort of solid anchor for the, the play. Like, didn't steal the show, didn't stand out. But, like, I don't think ever faltered. And then gave us that kinder egg look it was an egg and then it was something and then it was a car I didn't know what the thing in the middle was do you remember that?
0: so I think it was meant to be the chocolate egg then the like yellow kind of container oh, yes. and then yes. like the toy in the middle of it and I honestly think that no aspect of this was successful <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, it was somewhat successful like it told a story
0: I don't know, like, I mean, I know I know. We're, we we love it now, like, oh, we saw this earlier on the season, but we literally saw Drag Settlers as a car two weeks ago. Yeah, so, actually. like, putting a couple of... And we saw someone with, like, Segway hair on the runway as well. So, like, if you're going to, like, just throw a couple of wheels on a, on a thing and be like, oh, I'm a toy car. Like, it, it was... I don't know, like, I just think, you know, if that's where you're going, you need to go in a way that's, like, really visually stunning and no part of... And, and I'm going to be honest with you, it's time to hang up those like reveal eggs girls. It's just yes. hang them up. Like, you know, if you're gonna I I, I so Like it is
1: Easter after all as we record this, so it's probably more favourable towards eggs, but I agree. That
0: is it. You know, at this in this day in this economy, eggs eggs are at their most sort of sought after in this economy and we're still like, No thanks, you're fine.
1: Yeah. No, I think so too. But I do think she did a better egg than Onyx, because at least it told a story.
0: Uh, no, I don't, I don't agree. You just, agree. I just think that, like, what like was revealed out of the egg was messy and kind of like an idea that hadn't been brought all the way to to like a properly thought out space.
1: How do you like your eggs in the morning? Well executed. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of like two looks, like one look into another, two in one look. I think Marina did this best. I think Sharon did a great job, but it kind of was. I'm covering myself in feathers now. I'm the, like it kind of was yeah. kind of one look in two different guises. This was two totally different looks in one. So like a blue dress with an orange wig to a red dress with a blonde wig, and she went from small to big as well. She she showed less skin as the reveal went on, which is more difficult to do. So. Yeah, I think that was fantastic. No, I
0: thought I thought this was my like favorite look on the the, the runway. I thought it was stunning. Both that, and that's me. Like both looks looked expensive. Looked kind of like fitted. Look fashiony. looked like they were kind of like uh, uh, like looked like an entire like a thought process had gone into putting them together on both fronts and then like I I think when you look at some of the other ones it's like okay well like particularly Onyx I think is a good example of someone where like so much thought had gone into every detail of like the the look that was revealed into the outside was just like kind of like oh and I'll just cover this in a shroud and I think the same a little bit to some extent with like the likes of like Jiriji, like this was someone who said like both of these need equally as much attention
1: yeah I think that's fair and I think I was surprised by how well she did in the Rusical because we get that thing where she kind of wants to hide her light under a bushel and the Javies basically say no no you're you're gonna be the main character we've decided um, but I thought she was very commanding I thought she had great stage presence for somebody who doesn't have a whole amount of personality and I just loved whenever she started to sing poor old and, Bo- and Rosie's eyes just welled up straight away
0: <laughs> no absolutely and I like I I mean, I thought her her vocals were really good. For the first, I'd say, like... Because I would say if I had one criticism of this musical, and I do have one criticism of this musical, is that it was a bit longer than it needed to be. And I think that, like, the setup at the beginning of it took kind of like... Like, I don't know that they necessarily need... Like, I think they could have started almost from the place of where the girls were being woken up after their night out and she was... Like, you didn't need that kind of bit where they were, like, on the the stage or whatever. Like, there was a bit too much setup in it. And so, like, for the first, I'd say, you know, coming up on half of it, I couldn't decide if Marina was doing a good job or a bad job because, like, basically her entire role to that point was kind of just, like, looking a little bit scandalised and meek in the background. And I was like, is this... And she didn't really say anything. She didn't have a whole lot to do until he gets to the second half and then that was was much better
1: also i kind of thought the twist was to be that she wanted to be a drag king rather than just a drag queen with a mustache so i was kind of disappointed when we saw the final look and it was this sort of like clown androgyny rather than just a full-on king
0: yeah no that would have been yeah i, I agree with that you would have been better. yeah so
1: Finally it was Estrella Extravaganza Who gave us those three Marilyn Monroe looks From the Gentleman I Prefer Blondes To the the white Oh the Subway is going on underneath me What movie is she, that
0: from? She Marilyn Mundith
1: <laughs> And she played Uh Margaritos which I always an interesting name and the thing she did she did great I personally would have given it to Sharon but I thought she was second place and like yeah. uh, leagues above the rest I, so.
0: I think it was either Gentleman Prefer Blondes or some Like It Hot was, I think it was some Like oh, It Hot Oh you think some Like yeah. It Hot yeah I think it was um, Hot. but I thought she was brilliant I'm really like she's a superstar she she is like f- for me I would I would put her in my top in my top three absolutely her and Sharon I think are, are, are like destined for the top two Top
1: three, absolutely. And she had her, her nice moment there, sort of crying at, at Javier Calvo for you know helping her come out and stuff like that, which I thought was a nice yeah. moment. Like I'm a crier, I'm a hands up crier, but those boys, they're criers. Oh too. my god, they, they're much.
0: those emotions are like like right under
1: the surface. <laughs> yeah, at any point they could cry, they could just like. <laughs> They even shared a kiss, remember, during the oh, final yes. act of the thing. They were just so overwhelmed and proud of their own work that they were like, let's have a kiss. Good for them. Good for them. So, for them. <laughs> so that's uh, the runway. Jurigi, uh, Hota and Onyx were in the bottom, and Sharoon, Marina and Astray were in the top in hindsight. action, that was probably the, the right right top three I would have made Hota and Onyx lip sync but based on the judges critiques they seemed import- professed by the performance so it was Gerigi and Hota <sighs> the lip sync was to Balancesto by La Prohibida I didn't know anything about her I still don't really she seems to command a lot of respect amongst the queens mm-hmm. so I'm I have to like do Samantha like her. Samantha Valentine you
0: know a really well respected Queen yes like the first Valentine. person
1: <laughs> First person, first queen that ever came to Hotel City was about the Valentine's that impressed her. and I thought this lip sync started off really well, and then the normal shit show unfolded of wigs coming off, tearing dresses, and I don't, I think Juri's wig just fell off. It did fall but off. I still wasn't yeah. impressed.
0: I and I kind of was impressed by the fact that like her sort of decision. So like I think that her decision to just leave her leave it as it was and just be like I'm gonna perform the rest of this with no wig on. I kind of was like you know. Fair enough. She sort of looked like, you know, like Sophia the robot. But um, mm. Hota right from the beginning was like awkward. And I do think, you know, I know that this is something you pick up on, but I think that like, stick on a, if you feel like you're in the bottom, stick on a pair of panties under those pantaloons. So that, mm. or like like at some kind of a bottom underneath there so that you can take them off and it isn't just like big padded arse
1: yeah, because Gerigi took her bloomers off as well for some reason. We didn't see her take them off, but they were off. We cut to her yeah. with them off. And I was like, come on, Gerigi. Like, she was so magnetic at the start, writhing around on the floor. Like, I thought, oh, she has this in the bag. And then the wheels came off the cart. I would still say the best lip sync performance of the season was Hota last week.
0: Absolutely. I think Hota was excellent last week. And has, like, I mean, has... Like I think that like it, this was the right time for Hoja to go home. I think that they mm. they they were very strong. They said that they were the the youngest queen to ever compete on Drag Race. Is that a fact? Is that a true fact?
1: I don't know. Like if she's eighteen, she's one of the youngest. But he, then it's into a matter of months, and I don't know if I can cross check that in time. So, well, will assume that.
0: we'll assume that she's not lying.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but the lip syncs are the only. Blemish on an otherwise Iconica season of of season four of season two yeah, yeah. of uh, I No,
0: I completely I completely agree with you. I would hope that we're going to start seeing some 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 much better lip syncs shortly. Lip syncs where people keep all the damn clothes on, please and thank. And you. it's
1: coming down to Suprem to just say, guys, keep your fucking clothes on. Thank you. Yeah, and then they won't take it off.
0: I mean, that would be you know yeah a solid reminder kind of hey jury G you're staying this week but let me tell you it wasn't an easy decision because that wig could have sent you home
1: but yeah yeah. (laughs) he's beefy done and dusted (laughs) right well that's all for us this is a longer episode than usual so um, this hopefully makes up for the lack of episode in the main feed this week we'll be back in the main feed on Monday for the finale of season 14 Um, are you still team lady camden or team willow pill
0: team lady camden oh only and always team okay tlc team lady camden there we go
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm (laughs) (laughs) t-a-p-v-m team angeria paris and michael's Uh, so we'll see how that turns out and uh, we'll be back with you next Thursday with the next episode of España have a lovely week and we'll talk to you then Bye. bye